Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 255. And the wait. We go. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my job. I'm a more breaker. Rick Flair needs a boy about to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 255 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty, and hopefully he found the smile within a week. Welcome back, Mark Shawan. Marcus, how you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. Great. I'm feeling pretty good. I, I uh, found a partial smile, if you will. Okay, good. You know, I'd like I, to hear. I have something to be happy about, so uh, here I am. I'm, I'm back. Welcome, welcome back to me, right? Great, man. That's what I like to hear. Positivity. Let's have some fun. Maybe some Debbie Downers. That's all you were calling me via text. It was almost like you're screaming for me to stay away. No, I use more creative adjectives. If I just want to make sure you come on here and be like, oh, uh, I would be a black cloud over the show like you were two weeks ago. Especially with such, yeah. po- such uplifting and positivity that we had fun last week. It's like, all right, buddy. Let's well, you, you had fun. It was, it was you by yourself. You said we as if there was a girl, as if there were more people involved in the show. It was just I, you. I had fun doing it. People had fun listening to it. Great feedback. I had fun you did a good job, man. It was a good show. Good job. Done, well done by you. Uh, but, you know, I, I can't help but, but feel a little attacked when you say, you know, oh, you, you were smiling. You were Debbie Denner. I, I'm entitled to feel how I want to feel. There are plenty of times if you're in the show when you're uh, not so chipper either. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you smile. Yeah, but there's a difference between, like, being, like, bummed out and being just, like, uh, dragging the show down with you. Dragging the show down. I'm keeping it real for our listeners. Like the show was like, the show was like the unsinkable Titanic. You're that fucking iceberg. You just brought oh, the show stop. down. Stop. People listen to the show because they want to hear our actual thoughts. Okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna you know pretend here. It's like, oh no, you know, Monday Night Raw was great. Everything was they great. Don't, they don't oh. want to, they don't want to hear you shitting and insulting me personally on the show. Insult, insulting the show, the, the the show that you're on for the last two and a half years. Insult me day in and day out. No, I Always, don't. you never get to name I've, my play, right? I've never, never I've never insulted you. Oh, stop. I've never insulted you once in this show. I, I, it's, I, it's I dare you to go back and find a piece of audio that I've insulted Mr. Marcus Schwann. Well, decent audio is one thing, but... <laughs> exactly, you can't do it. Anyway, let's get back into the swing of things, Marcus. Uh, how was your week? How's life? How's life? Life is going well. I had an excellent consult meeting today for one of my clients for local media. It's it's really awesome to see because part of my job here is is to help local brands and small businesses, right? And you know, at first, like social media for them felt like a chore, and yeah. I was able to find I was able to you know to get them find a way to actually enjoy it, seeing the results from it. And they were telling me that on the second session alone, so I already feel like you know I'm doing my job right. It, it, it brings me a lot of joy to see that. It's always good to hear. It's always nice oh, totally, to get positive man. feedback totally. about the job you're doing. Right, right. Especially with, you know, my first client, too. So I, it makes me feel like I'm doing something right. And I, I can't wait for us to, you know, start expanding more and more with more clients. So that will be very, very soon from the looks of it. And another thing I have to say, I have to give a shout out to my wife. Uh, looks like she's going to be the next varsity coach for a soccer team. Oh, nice. Congratulations. I know. I'm I'm very excited about that. Yeah, coaching is not easy. I coached baseball. My friend of mine just coached basketball. It's not easy. Baseball? Well, we need to talk more about this. Yeah, a long time, a while ago, I coached baseball. Uh, it wasn't it's not as easy as it looks, Marcus. Not as easy as it looks, especially when they're dealing with kids. How long did you last? The full season. We had a good season. We had a good season. But then I was like, I didn't really enjoy it, so I, I didn't go back. Getting up early on the weekends. Mm. I'm like, oh, this is not my. This is not for me. I'm not enjoying this. Hopefully, hopefully your wife does. It's fun. It's rewarding when it's done right. Well, I mean, she she was the JV coach for the, like the last few years, so uh, I mean, she's been doing something right, and uh, they're promoting her to the to the varsity That's job. Promotion. Okay, cool. So uh, 
she's she's really excited for it. I mean, she played soccer growing up. You know, she was uh, all county uh, back in high school, and she's got a huge passion for the game. She knows what she's talking about. Never gone to soccer. Never got into it. Always hated it. So slow and boring. The one sport I could never get into as a kid. Really? Yeah, never got into See, it. See, I, I, I like soccer. I, I like watching the World Cup. I'll watch like some Premier League games here and there. I'm not as into it as my wife is. She's really hardcore, of course. But you know, I can appreciate good soccer matches. Football, as they call it. Football, yeah. Speaking of football, Speaking how, of football. How, was your, uh, how was the draft go out for you, buddy? How'd your J-E-T-S do? Oh, well, Guys fucking signed the big Disney star. You know, oh, my God. So, you know, okay, so you know how I feel about Zach Wilson. But with that being said, I feel like the Jets made a lot of good moves as far as uh, to help this guy out, to be transitioned to the NFL. I, I think with what they're doing here, he could have maybe some similar success to what he had at BYU last year. Uh, but we shall see. You know, there, there are some things I still have questions on about – his character, about his leadership. Uh, and also, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan of, like, the throws that he makes. Yeah, you know, he's very talented. He's athletic. But I feel like he's more he's more flashy than he has to be. Like, Patrick Mahomes, he makes these throws because he has to, not necessarily because, like, he wants to. I feel like Zach Wilson does it because he wants to. He wants to make the highlights and all that. I, and I hope that they uh, they tone that down a bit. We'll see, man. We'll see. I'm looking forward to the Dolphins landing Aaron Rodgers, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens uh, this season. Dolphins had a huge draft, man. They did really well. Yeah, absolutely, man. And wh- but where the fuck did Aaron Rodgers' story come from? It came out of nowhere. Oh, my God, right? Pardon me. I was just texting Carson. I, I have a feeling he's going to stay. He'll probably stay. I it's, that or he- it's that or he goes to Denver Broncos. I don't think he goes to Miami. It seems like Miami's sold on Tua. No, he's not going to Miami. I'll just pipe dream. Uh, but then, yeah, Denver's the only team I've heard attached to this crazy story. So let's see what happens. Right. Fucking nuts. Right. It, it is wild. Like, you, you just hear all the drama about, like, in a, in a group chat, he calls him Jerry Krause, calls it, uh, Rogers calls the GM Jerry Krause and all that behind his back. It, it's getting ugly. That's if, like, some of this stuff is true, even. Like, you know, Adam Schefter admitted, like, he doesn't have, like, one clear source. It wasn't, like, Aaron Rodgers camp tell him to leak it or the Packers organization tell him to leak it. He just so happened to leak it on draft day because he, I guess he wanted uh, he wanted some clickbait there. But he, he's saying, like, this is, like, a accumulation of different reports he's been hearing throughout the year. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We will. Hopefully this story doesn't drag out all fucking offseason. Hope we get, get some sort of right, It's going to drag out until, like, after, like, June 1st probably. Until, like, Julio Jones is traded or something. Fucking football. Gotta love it. <laughs> you know what I, I love, love the offseason. You know what I gotta love, Mark? My new favorite what? TV show. Oh, boy. Are you watching Hidden Treasures? No. Very fascinating. I don't even know what that is. <sighs> I guess you don't listen to this, your own show. WWE Hidden Treasures, where they send out these legends to collect memorabilia from their career. Oh, that's right. That's right. My, my friend, uh, he... Works for that channel. He was, he was telling me about that. Yeah, yes, I have no interest. So. Very interesting. Very fascinating stuff. It's amazing how these guys have the money to collect all this memorabilia. I'm like, where do you guys get this money from? To get ring-worn outfits from these legends. It's fucking nuts. I found it weird, honestly. Like, maybe the only thing I'll go for is like a Ric Flair robe. But that's about it. Yeah, some things are a little like, weird. I, I saw, like, I saw online, even, like, um, on Facebook... Or it was one of the social media platforms, Vanity, yes, selling like her um, her ring gear, That's right? And, and, and cool, good for you. And all. but like I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like, why would I want to own someone's worn ring gear, or want to own that? And no offense to Vanity or anyone else, but like I, I just can't wrap my head around it. And obviously, people people line up to buy it. Yeah, I get certain That's things, a, but it's ring creepy. Worn, like the gear itself. Like I don't mind the robes, the uh, the spike pads of LOD, maybe the shades of Bret Hart, you know, stuff like that. But like the actual ring worn, sweaty, gross gear. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm no. Like, what, what next? Steve Austin's gonna like you know auction off his, his sweaty ass trunks. I'm sure they're <laughs> out there somewhere. I'm sure somebody has them somewhere. Oh, that thing stinks. But one of Put the that ep- away. One of the past episodes, the Undertaker was looking for his um purple attire. Okay. To go through it. 
he said, I might have it in my storage unit. And he, you see this? I'm going to take your storage unit. And all these fucking stuff this guy has is buried away in a box in the dust. It's probably worth millions of dollars, 100000 not that much, but probably 100000 of dollars just rotting away somewhere. I'm like, it's amazing all the stuff this guy has. And it's he just tosses it away. People are dying for it. And it's just tossed away in a bin somewhere. Probably all this culminates into a, an actual Hall of Fame or maybe a museum. That'd be cool to see. You know, one one thing I wouldn't mind owning, like I would never wear it. Like I would definitely like put it like like and uh, make a display out of it. Kane's original mask. That's what they were looking for. I feel like that would be. They haven't found. Looking for it. That's what one of the things they were looking for in that episode. They had his second mask he wore, not the mask he wore in the debut. The second mask he wore. It's amazing how they talk about Kane. Kane, yeah. So uh, hmm. he uh, he had the second mask, which was very similar, but they were able to dissect it. And, like, no, this stitching on the lower right-hand quadrant is different than – damn. How does this shit go missing? Like, what happens here? People give it away. A lot of these guys who have these memorabilia collections that they won in auctions, charity auctions. So I'm like, again, to have the money, it just to piss away like that, they're like, hey, I'd probably do it too. No, no, I wouldn't. I want to get rid of my like my WWE chair from WrestleMania. Like I still have that. Like I, I don't need this. Yeah, sell it on eBay. They go on for a good price. That's where I got one of them. The one that I was missing, I bought on eBay. It's like for a hundred bucks. Really, for a hundred bucks? I believe so. Yeah. Get some money out of it. Which WrestleMania? Uh, WrestleMania twenty two. Twenty two. It's the only so chair. This is WrestleMania. Well, what was the one I went to? Thirty five, right? Thirty five. Yeah. So I, got, I feel like I have to wait a few more years for to. Like, Go up in price. Yeah, maybe. There's a wrestling store by my house that buys stuff like that, too. So you can always ask next time you're in the neighborhood, swing by and say, how much are you uh, buying chairs for? I mean, Right. Right. Interesting. Mm. Something to think, think about. The last WrestleMania in front I of a sold-out like stadium? It's going to be big, worth some money. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right, buddy. Uh, get, you ready to get into the meat of the show? Ready to get rolling? Yeah, dude. I'm ready to rock. Let's right. do it. Let's get into some news. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Mark, time for the news. Wednesday's Blood and Guts edition of AEW drew 1.90 million viewers, up 22.6% from last week's show. Also set an all-time, nice. ra- all-time ratings record in Canada, eh? With 160,000 viewers. That's cool, eh? Is that a boot? Well, also, they're on a, a lower network in Canada. They're not on TNT. You know, Blood and Guts, Mark, intense match. I remember for a lot of things. Some good, some bad. But it was also uh, the return of chair shots to the head. Yeah, very surprising. This was addressed during the Blood and Guts post-show on YouTube when a fan asked, did we see the return of chair shots to the head tonight? If so, I'm like a fan for life. Okay, calm, <laughs> calm down. Right. Tony Schiavone responded, I don't know if we saw a return. I don't know. We saw some pretty stiff shots. I'm sure they're going to look at it and reevaluate it because, you know. You know there's some, yeah, you know. You, they had some uh, controversial chair shots in the past. Uh, many are calling for them to tread carefully with the history of concussions and CTE syndromes. What are your thoughts on these chair shots that had coming back? Look, I mean... I was always a big fan of chair shots to the head. I also understand from a, from a performer standpoint, you want to perfect, you want to protect the performers, you know, like, yeah, yeah concussions are a very real thing. But at the same time though, I mean, how many times like do you see it, you know, the wrestlers, they put their hands up. I, I think if they're going to do chair shots to the head, they should not be unprotected hair head shots. Yeah. That, that's what I personally think. And, and also don't make it, a recurring thing don't don't make it a thing that happens every week you know save it for something special save it for someone that really knows how to do it you know because i also think that especially the modern day wrestlers they might necessarily not necessarily know how to to properly take a chair shot to the head or give one yeah true you know, i've seen the indies where in, in seeing some like weak weak chair shots because they're afraid to use the chair or or sell it you know, so I, I think that has to be reserved for people that are really comfortable with it. It always baffled me when they completely banned it. Because, again, I mean, there's ways to do it safe. And, and I think that's what you have to do is, you know, regulate it. Kind of like what they do with Randy Orton's punt. You know, how many times have we seen that? It's 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 like here and there. Yep. You know, save it for special moments and make sure it can be done right. What about you, buddy? What do you think? 
I don't miss them. I don't miss them at all. And you don't no, oh. I'm actually kind of surprised the res- the resurgence of the concertos. How many concertos have we seen in the last like month and a half, two months? Yeah, right. I mean, those are a little bit more controlled. It's more protected though. Yeah, the concerto because you're not hitting the guy anywhere in the head. Right. Like it looks more vicious than what it really is. Yeah, you're not even touching the guy. It's all about, right. ca- it's all about camera angles on that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't miss them. But you're right. If they're going to do them, rarely. Do them rarely. Don't bring yeah. it back. Don't be like, oh, we're AEW. We'll do chair shots to the head. No, just do it once in a while, if at all. I also like how you brought up uh, camera angles. So, all right, let's talk about the blood and guts match here. Since we're on topic, okay, we want to wait till TV. You want to do it now? Yeah, let's do it now. Might as, well, might as well. We're talking about it, right? Okay. Fuck it. So, I thought it was a very damn good match. By the way, like I would dare say, I mean that that may have been my my match of the week. Uh, I'll get into that later on. But it was violent. There was great in ring action. Felt the emotion on both sides here. Uh, the, the, there's, I like the psychology to the finish there. You know, as far as like you did know, you threatening. Well, okay. Well, well, well. Hear me out. Because I know I, I have a feeling I know where you're going with that. I, I like how MJF was threatening that I'm going to throw him off, uh, throw him off this uh, the cage, throw him off the cage, right? You know, quit or I'm going to throw him off, and they quit. Right, I, I thought that was good psychology there with that, and then of course MGF, being the dick that he is, throws him off anyway. Yeah, you knew that was going to happen. How stupid are you guys? Of course, great. You want to see that? You want to see that? You want to see someone get thrown off? No, I'm saying, point. I'm saying, like the, the, the inner circle. You, you know that's going to happen. How stupid are you? you? You do everything you can to save your boy. You know the problem was what people are are bashing on Twitter. From what I saw, was the actual fall itself. Uh, oh, it was obviously in a crash pad, blah, blah, blah. Oh, of course he's going to go through a crash pad. He's 50 years old. What do you expect? But I, when you mentioned about can I just, camera angles. Can I just say something real quick? What? Going, I hate to sound like a broken record, Marcus. But there are some people out there who are part of the French fucking stupid. Again, <laughs> it goes back to my rant in December... About how people were pissed. Ren Jordan set a mannequin on fire. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you want Chris Jericho, a legend, to land on solid concrete? Get the fuck right. out of here. Get the fuck out of here, what, man. What, what, like, what, what, what do they have to do to make you fucking happy? And, and even then, even going falling from that height, even through a crash pad, it could still go wrong. It could still go horribly wrong. So much, much respect to Chris Jericho. But at the same time, I understand from that way. I feel like they're, they're blaming Chris Jericho for this. Stop. Stop. He had nothing to do with it. If anything, it was the camera angle. They could have done a different camera angle for that to to, to save grace there for it. But, you know, I, I had no problem with it. I, I really enjoyed the match overall. And I have to say, unsung hero, Sammy Guevara. I, I feel like he stole the show. Yeah, he did a good job. Definitely uh stand out of that match yeah and mjf man uh, i feel like his stock went through the moon went to the moon there what, what do you feel about that yeah not surprising mjf's phenomenal talent and is like you say he's yeah. only young he's only going up and him winning this match right. put the yeah. rocket to his this, back totally to the moon it, it really did like to well the moon him, make him the number one contender right now like, this dude has to be AEW World Champion this year. He has to be. I'm sure he's coming. Once this whole Kenny Omega impact thing is through, I'm assuming he'll be next in line. Oh, my God. Dude. He He's just all around. He's that damn good. I mean, obviously, he's a natural on the mic. He's got the charisma. He's good in the ring. He understands psychology. He understands character. He's got a good look. Like, what... I, I would make him the face of my of my company in a heartbeat, even at such a young age. So it was a good match. I wouldn't say it was great, and I found myself sitting there like, way too much blood. One thing I don't miss in WWE is all that fucking unnecessary blood, especially the obvious blading. And I'm just like so disgusted, and then I realized I'm watching a match called Blood and Guts. What did I expect? Of course there's going to be fucking blood. Right. It's blood and guts. What, yeah, what like, do you expect? What, what do I expect? Idiot. 
I don't know. For, for me, it, it helped tell a story. You know, it, it added to it. it. It had to go down this way. It had to be physical. It had to be violent. You know, anything less than that would be lackluster. I'm not saying I want to see blood all the time in every single match. No, That's when it's point. necessary. Like we're talking about with the, with the chair shots yeah. to the head, when it's necessary. You know, the, everything here that was violent felt necessary. I just also thought it was weird. Entering from the top of the cage. And I know you had to set up the fucking spot at the end. But then, like, the camera angles just on Chris Jericho and MGF. You know, those eight other guys down there in the ring wrestling. Like, can we just, like, get a cutaway, maybe a split screen, see what's going on down there? Nothing. It was a Chris Jericho MGF show for the last 10 minutes. I, I feel like this is where you see the obvious differences between WWE and AEW production value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Production value. And WWE, it's like law and order. They have that shit down like clockwork. They know what they're doing. But, you know, AEW, it, it takes a while to get that team right, you know, for a production team. You know, I, I know they've been around for a year, but, you know, they still got to figure shit out. I think they'll eventually get there. I don't necessarily know if they'll ever be the level of WWE because they're, they're really their, their own beast yeah. as far as production value goes. And they have been for a very long time. But I think AEW, they'll start figuring it out along the way, I hope. <laughs> but as far as the match itself goes, the wrestlers and all that, commentary too, props to them. I, I feel like they were on their game for that match. Like I, I feel like the talent, they all did a good job. Again, I'm not really sold on the AW commentary. Just something, I'm not connecting with them. Too, too many chefs in the kitchen, I think. And they were, kept, like, they were kept talking about this isn't their first blood and guts match. The last one we called was this and this and this. I'm like... I thought, this, I thought this was the first Blood and Guts match. Did he do well, the I previous mean, Blood and Guts it, match that I don't know about? It's War Games, you know, so they're not allowed to call it War Games. So, you know, here we are. I have to ask you, actually, talking about the commentary, you know, there's been a lot of shuffling that's been going on with commentary teams. What? Who has the best commentary team right now? Who do you think? That's hard to say. I really thought D'Lo Brown and Matt Stryker gelled very quickly. Yeah, they, they did. I, I'll give you that. There are a couple instances where Matt Stryker could go on a little too much, but also mm. I like I like the mm. I like the synergy between uh, NXT commentary. They, they, they think they do a good job too because Wade Barrett hasn't been doing this for that long either, and he thinks he think he just took this to like yeah, Wade Barrett. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's always been like a natural talker. He's got such a great voice, yeah. right? Very, right. very commanding voice. I, 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 yeah, no, totally. I feel I feel I always feel like Beth Phoenix always kind of gets lost in a shuffle. Sometimes, yeah. There are times she stands out, but most I, of the time. But as for Raw, but, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Byron Saxton and Corey Graves do a great job. I think Adnan is doing – is getting better. You could clearly tell he's yeah. getting better. I, 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 I'm punt. Please sell. Sell. No, too early. I, too early. I, I, Give I him some can't. more time. He's doing better. He's getting better. and he, He's getting the names right. He's getting the moves right. It's, he's doing a much better job. This is only oh his third, God. fourth week doing it too. I mean, I, we we I sucked. Just... We sucked. We do it. We did it once a month. It took us a couple to get her find a rhythm. Let's let's give him let's give him some chance. Let's give him some more like, time. You feel like there's one person that hates us said that you, you said that you suck. Like we didn't really suck. No, we, I mean, we, I, mean yeah. I didn't suck like in that derogatory term. But it just took us a while to get the synergy down. Get the flow. We we had an advantage doing this podcast together. Right. But it took yeah, us a couple our, months our, to find our, our the rhythm and the cadence and the pattern. Let's right. just, just give him. I'm not saying you're saying we were the best. You know, I feel like I feel like you give us more of a shot. I feel like we can get to that level. But you stay with Adnan. Yeah, give him a chance. What? Leave Ad. Adnan alone. You always. You. I'm surprised you're not a Jets fan because you always go for the underdog. I. I actually, I'm, I'm you know, a Mets fan. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. Um, um, and then also you go go to SmackDown. You had uh, Michael Cole Pat and McAfee doing a great job, and Pat McAfee still learning. He's still young. Still getting. And to give him more time, I think they'll be. Good. I love his energy. I just can't. I love. There's just something about the AW commentary with Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette, asshole, Jim Ross, and the other guy, Tony Schiavone. I just feel like there's too many chefs in that kitchen. I think they had uh, the guy with the mask, Excalibur, uh, holding down the fort here. Running, he's running that show over there. I'm getting that sense too with Excalibur. I do enjoy it when uh, when Taz is on there. When Don Callis is on there, I really enjoy. Oh, it Don Callis is great. Yeah, he's he's a natural. Or get rid of Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone, one of them. Maybe Tony Schiavone just does in-ring interviews because there's a lot of that. And get like young, fresh he does blood. Do- good job. Yeah, 
get some young, fresh blood on the commentary table that can vibe off Excalibur, and Jim Ross is just there for the the, the uh, encyclopedia of knowledge that he is, I think they'd be better. I just feel like Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross together, for, for me personally, I don't want to sound like an asshole here. It's just something's not clicking with me then. Do you feel like they not they don't like each other? Do you get that sense? Um, I don't get that sense, but if I pay attention, I probably could pick that vibe up. I, I feel like there's a little bit of a vibe. But going, going off what you were saying, I have to agree. I think about Matt, Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown, I feel like, yeah, they gelled right away. Uh, they, they might be the better one out, the better team out there right now. Pat McAfee and Michael Cole, they're my underdogs, man. I, I feel like the eventually, by the end of the year, they're going to be like the top commentary team. Oh, without a doubt. Because Pat McAfee, again, he's had the podcast experience. He knows what he's doing. He's done commentary before briefly. Yeah. He's been in the ring a couple times now, so he knows how the backstage politics and workings going on. I think he has the whole package to do it. And I was watching the uh, Jerry Lawler Hidden Treasures episode. We talked about it earlier. And one of the things that Stephanie McMahon Triple H were commenting on him was how great of a commentary job he did because he was so quick with the one-liners and the jokes. He was just so quick-witted. I think Pat, Pat, Pat McAfee is the same way. He's very quick with it on his feet, quick with a joke. Oh, oh 1,000%. Yeah. Do you listen to his podcast at all? No. I heard good things about he, it. He's very quick. He's very knowledgeable, but he's also very entertaining at the same time. Which is it's he, clutch. He, and he brings that wrestling. He's very quick. Very, very quick. Yeah, I think, so I think old commentary teams are doing good. I guess sometimes they can be, get better. But right now, I think it's uh, Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown, like I said. With NXT very, very close behind. Yeah. Yeah, just let Beth speak, let Beth speak more. Give Beth a chance. That's yeah. all I ask. Hashtag give Beth a chance. Right. <laughs> get that trending. Finally, another news. May 3rd, new Raw Talk host, Kevin Patrick. Welcome to baby girl, Macy Rose Egan. Then the following day, May 4th, Pat Buck and his wife, Lauren, welcome the new baby boy, Harrison Andrew Buckridge. You know, Mark, I'm a sucker for good news. I'd like to end the news on a happy note. So congratulations to both happy and thankfully healthy families. Yes, congrats to both. Well, happy Mother's Day, too, to, to the moms. Yeah, just in time, right? Nice. Right? That is all for the news I have. Let's get some TV takedown. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, Mark, we talked a lot about Blood and Guts in the news segment. So do um, you have any other th- else for TV Takedown this week? I have to say, man, um, so Blood and Guts was going to be my TV Takedown until I saw SmackDown. Okay. I have to give, I have to give it up, man. Cesaro Rollins, I, I could really watch them wrestle all day long. They just have that natural chemistry in the ring, man. Like, Yep. It, I, I can't even describe it, man. It's just so damn good. Like, I don't want to see that rivalry end. But, of course, you know, they got to move on there. And I'm glad to see Cesaro get the win. You kind of thought he would. Yeah. Of course. Um, you know, I don't even mind how he won with, like, the Usos having their moment there with Seth Rollins and whatnot. Um, I have to say, man, you know, I know it's doubtful Cesaro's going to beat Roman Reigns for the World Heavyweight Championship or yeah. the Universal Championship. No chance, no chance in hell. No chance to know. But do you think we'll, we're ever going to see this man win the big one? No. Really? Never? You're not gonna, you, you don't expect like a, a Bobby Lashley run or maybe even a Zack Ryder type of thing. You'll win it for one day. Like nothing? No. Nothing at all? He's going to miss the perfect of our time? Yeah. Oh, God. That's not an insult. Did Mr. Perfect, That's just a fact of life. Did, did Mr. Perfect, did he even ever, uh, he never got a title shot one-on-one, right? Um, I don't recall. I'm assuming he would have had one, but I don't recall one offhand. Like even even Bulldog had one. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm assuming he had to have one. I just can't think I'll of any offhand. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I, I feel like this would be a good comparison. Cesaro's seriously like Mr. Perfect. Yeah, he he's just he's got the look. He can talk phenomenal in the ring. Everyone always talks about the best wrestler in the business right now in any promotion. Yet, he, there's a good chance he may never be a WWE champion. But Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect is also known as one of the best intercontinental champions of all time. You don't hear that much with Cesaro on his mid-card title runs. No, you don't. That's a good point. It's a why, good point. Why? I don't know. But... I, 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 yeah. None. I would love to see him get like a really good shine as Intercontinental Champion again, like to have a 
But you know who 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 has been really good intercontinental champion, a mid card uh, champion. I'll, I'll throw you United States Championship in there. The too. Miz. In recent memory, the Miz yeah. brought such prestige and respect back to that championship, and then once he lost it, it just feels like all that went away. I, I don't even know who it is right now anymore. But Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz. Who, who's the other? U.S. is Sheamus. Sheamus, that's right. Building that great rivalry with uh, Alberto Del Carrillo, whatever the fuck his name is. I keep going for Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I, okay, Miz. I mean, Miz has always been consistent as far as like whenever he held a mid-card championship. But who, who else? Who else have we seen Like, I feel like they they really don't do much with these these uh, mid-level championships anymore. No, Sheamus has been on a roll lately. I felt like, oh, Sheamus might do something, and it just he hasn't really done much. We, we were saying before, give Beth a chance. Give Cesaro a chance, too, for Christ's sake. Yeah, man. He definitely deserves it. Even John Cena, after a main event Monday Night Raw, when, when the show went off the air, had a main event with Cesaro, one of the mics said, this guy is damn good. This guy is the best wrestler in the business right now. John Cena, like, really, one way to put him over and forever pack her out. Yeah, a, lot of still not. a lot of boys and girls in the back feel the same way. It's just, for some reason, it's not connecting to upper management. Makes no sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. It would be amazing if Cesaro did win. I'll tell you that. Oh, the, uh, I'd, I'd the fans' internet would fucking blow up. They would lose oh, their totally. minds. Totally. I, even if it was, seriously, even if he lost the next month, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. I'd be happy. I mean, to give, you give Kofi like a six month, six months, five months reign, like, give the fucking Cesaro. Yeah. Right? Kofi got one. Come on now. And that's not a knock against Kofi. I, oh, I do like Kofi. I thought he was actually a good champion. Yes. Cesaro could be Cesaro could definitely be a better champion. Yeah, man. Totally agree. Frustrating, man. It's frustrating. It's it's frustrating when you see someone that good who busts their ass all the time. It, it, tough son of a bitch, too. Remember when he got the, the tooth? He was knocked out, but yep. No. Hardy boys. And he still kept going? Yeah, man. He's a savage. It's fucking disgusting. He's un- unbelievable. 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 Freak of nature as an athlete, too. So a Superman, uh, man. We called it for a reason. I know. I know. I, I gotta say, it was cool seeing uh, the Usos back together at SmackDown. Yeah, I man. Kinda, I kind of that where that storyline is going. It's one of my one of my notes too. It's like I'm so happy to see the Usos back together. We've been wondering where how Jimmy fits in this mix, and now we're getting right. somewhat of an answer. Like he's not going to be like spineless, like Jay has sort of turned into. But yet he's defending his family when they're attacked. So it's curious to see how the storyline progresses from out, uh, from here on out. Well, I, I feel like Roman beat that to Jay. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like Ro- Jay was like beaten to submission to join Roman Reigns. Now you have Jimmy back, his brother. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Is Jimmy eventually going to fall in line as well? Is he going to get his brother back? Like this is this is interesting shit right now. Very now you have you have the you have Roman Reigns versus Cesaro happening, but now you have well, dissension in the ranks here. Yeah, what is uh, uh, what is Jay Uso's loyalty lie? I know. And damn man, Jimmy Jimmy could cut a promo. Yeah, man. I was feeling that. Love the Usos. Love the Usos. I love man. how he said. Uh, I love no no dis- no no disrespect. But if it was me, I would not have tapped. I wouldn't have said I quit. Right. Oh, I would have that. That was nice. And great Fuck facial expression there. So I the Usos are back together. Love seeing him get the uh, tag team title run. Maybe. Him and the Roman Reigns, all three belts together, that'd be an image to see. If or, or maybe Jay or Jimmy falls in line. Or maybe Jay, maybe Jimmy is the one that beats Roman Reigns for the championship. No, now, we're, now, we're, now we're smoking pipe dreams here. I don't know, man. I don't listen. All right. So you remember a while back you were wondering, like, they, they were beating each other up for, for a few months, Roman Reigns and his, and his cousin. And now all of a sudden yeah. he, he falls in line. Out of nowhere. What the fuck? This, this is like long form storytelling. I love long form storytelling, and like the fact that they brought it back, they they brought it up again with Hell in a Cell, blah blah blah, and all this shit. I'm like, wow, this is fucking awesome. This is cool. Yeah. It made me think like, all right, so they they kind of know what they're doing. They're, they're playing the long game here. Yeah, man. And I, and I appreciate that as a fan. Welcome back, Jimmy Uso. Fantastic. One of my favorite tag. Oh yeah. Making waves. Making right waves. away. Right away. Are we really not going to talk about Daniel Bryan? Oh, I thought we were talking about TV takedown. I guess it's the Mark Schwann show. Go ahead, Mark. Keep going. 
right, no, tell me you TV takedowns. No, no, you're not gonna like it. You're not gonna like my takedowns. Just keep going. Keep going. Just run the table, then I'll run my table. Go ahead. How are we not going to talk about Daniel Bryan's contract expired? Yeah, man. You talked about it a couple weeks ago. He wanted to wrestle somewhere else, but now we, uh, now we, that might be reality. You didn't resign. Well, initially we all thought his contract was expiring in the fall, in September, I think it was, right? Yeah, but they knew it wasn't. They tried the hardest to resign him. He didn't want to. Now, I'm assuming he'll go home, be with his family, raise his baby boy and his girl, and maybe he'll pop up. Maybe he's unfinished business somewhere else. I do not see him going to AEW. No, why? I see him maybe going to like a Ring of Honor, New Japan, try to find um, maybe the passion, the spark. We we'll talked about a couple weeks ago. Maybe he needs that spark again. See what happens. I think he's a W guy for life. I I don't see that happening. I, I don't see him going to New Japan. I don't. I don't think he wants to be so far away from his family. I, I think you know we we watch Total Bellas. We watch Total Divas. I listen to the podcast every now and then. It, it really sounds like, you know, Daniel Bryan's entered a new stage in his life where he's a father. He's a husband. And he's happy with that. He's very happy with that. Yeah, it not sounds like, to walk away. Right. It sounds like, you know, wrestling was always like, it was a 1A, 1B for him with like wrestling and family. But now it seems like, you know, wrestling is no longer even 1A, 1B. It seems like it's like, it's fading off, especially after what he said about the main event of WrestleMania, how he felt. They felt disconnected from that. So, I mean, if he or ever wrestle again, I don't see him going so, so far away, going to New Japan, be away from his family like that. You know, maybe, maybe he does something in Indies, maybe he coaches at WWE eventually, maybe ROH, like you said. Yeah, I, see, I, don't, see, I, I don't think his in-ring career is done. I think, I, think his in-ring, I think his in-ring career is done. I don't think so. I, I really did. I think we'll see him back eventually. Just let him go out, recover, heal up. I know he's in a lot of bed. He's banged up. And, do, and he'll be back soon. Not like permanently, not forever, like not not like a regular contract. Maybe a couple appearances here and there. Are you saying this because you want to see him back? Or are you saying this because you think so? I think so. You think so? I, well, again, well, I, was, I was never the biggest Danny Bryan fan. I love watching his matches, but like I never really connected with the character. But I feel like hmm. he's not done. He loves this business. He loves. He's, he's great at it. Like he still got it. It's not like he's yeah, losing his. Shawn Michaels left. You know, he was still. Very damn good at what he did. Yeah, but he's also a lot older. No one could question his passion for it. Yeah, but that's you know, what I'm saying. Danny Bryan is kind of losing his passion for it. I'm saying, go home, be a dad, be a husband, try out the indies, maybe go to the Ring of Honor where you started your career, and see if that, see you get that spark again. See if you get that. If you don't, take care, comb your hair. If you do, we'll see you back in the ring maybe next year. I would be surprised if that were the case. I actually would be. Especially if you're, I don't know. Just based off, like, you know, what I'm seeing and hearing, I'd be very shocked if he, if he went to ROH. Or I agree with you. I don't think AEW stands a chance in this conversation. I, I see a lot of people clamoring for it. Not happening. No. It's not, not a money happening. issue. Just like I said, it's, why would you leave a big promotion and go to another one if your passion's not there? Car's not into it. Right. Right. I would say there's more of a chance if he goes to, like, a local indie scene for a little bit. Maybe. Future is bright for this guy, man. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He deserves it. I, I do think, though, he eventually goes back to WWE as a coach or some sort of backstage role because he seems to to enjoy that role a bit. You remember apparently, he was good at uh, grasping creative when he was... Uh, yeah, he was in creative. He was and he was pushing for a Cesaro in this storyline. Yeah. I remember uh, Brie Bella brought him to the performance center when he was retired and hurt during a previous episode of Total Bellas. And you can see he loved talking about it, loved training, but he just his heart wasn't in it because he didn't want to be around something that was taken away from him. Now he's walking away from his right. own terms. Maybe he can go back and share that passion with the new up-and-coming guys. Very different circumstances. You're right. Very, very different. So we'll see. I mean, kudos to him. I, regardless, Danny Bryan, Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him right now, fantastic run WWE. I, I feel like he surpassed a lot of people's expectations, maybe even his own. Yeah, definitely. With, Create a lot of memorable moments. I know you weren't necessarily a fan of him, but I think nope. that deep down you can at least respect him. Absolutely. I respect, I respect everybody who stepped in that ring. But like, like I just said, yeah. I love watching his matches. I just His character I never really connected with. But his matches right. in the ring okay. were awesome. That's okay. I, I think, um, honestly, I have to give it to Daniel Bryan. Probably one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life live was at WrestleMania when I went. Him versus Kofi Kingston. 
where he did the job for him. I, I, I thought that was awesome. Man, you give me shit for talking about how many WrestleManias I go to. It's like the third time you, in this episode you mentioned you oh, I was at WrestleMania 35. What a dick. <laughs> the one WrestleMania I go to, give me a break. And it's probably my last. But as they all say. No, I, I gotta say, man. Much love to Danny Bryan. Whatever he does next, I wish him best of luck. It's really cool when there's a match. You hear it's coming up. You see a match on paper. You don't really have any... Oh, it's going to be a good match. But then it just turns out to be amazing. Moose. James Storm. Main event of Impact. Top-notch main event. Great storytelling. You're a big storytelling fan, Mark. These guys told a great story in that ring. The way that Moose was targeting that one leg throughout the whole match. And Moose is not a submission specialist. But he was going after that fucking leg. Storm can put up a hell of a fight. Came back when hit one of his finishing moves, but the leg gave out. The leg always gives out, Mark. I really enjoyed this fucking match, man. I was really surprised. Good job for both men. Some good fucking stuff here. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Hey, listen, Moose, is, Moose has definitely stepped up his game, I think, since ever since that, for me at least, that six-man tag. Yep. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. I forgot what, what the name of the pay-per-view was. Hard, hard Moose stepped in. Yeah, there you go. Boom. I feel like that was a really like, that was a big match for him, you know, to really step up. And I feel like that he really did so, and he hasn't looked back. So, I feel like he's performing a whole other level. I feel like he stepped up and performed at another level. Like Hard Kill was definitely is coming out, but he's been stepping yeah. it up consistently since I drafted him to my faction that we did. Oh, stop! I think yeah, like, he, like he was listening to you. People listen, Mark. People listen. People in the E listen. People in the Impact listen. So you never know. It could be Moose. Hey, I have to ask or someone you, told so Moose about speaking, it. Speaking about Moose, so you know his his contract is coming up, and you know, he he talks about how he wants to win uh, the Impact World Heavyweight Championship before his contract is up. Is there a chance? Do you think it's going to happen or no? No, his contract's up in June. I don't see that happening before June because the next time I think Kenny Omega's right. probably going to defend it at all. It's going to be Slammiversary because they have the May right. Under Siege paper, paper quote unquote pay per view on the Impact Plus special. Then you have the June Impact Plus special. And then you have Slammiversary in July. I don't see Kenny Omega defending the title on a throwaway Impact Plus special. So I was, then again, I don't, I don't see Impact not resigning Moose. How, how do you push this guy so much? Oh, hands down. I don't, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, when the, uh, maybe a couple months ago, when we were talking about contracts coming up. Well, that's the debate. I think Moose right now in Impact is the perfect fit. Right. I think he'll get lost in the shuffle in Impact um, in AEW or WWE. Right now, he's right. A top, one of the top guys on the cusp of being the main event player. And I think yeah. uh, Impact's his home. I don't think he's going anywhere. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think he, he is heavyweight champion uh, worthy for Impact. And he, Specifically. Uh, he, went but, away, he went away for a couple of weeks after he lost to Rich Swan, And he came back somehow looking even more jacked than ever. Right. He's only gone for a couple of weeks. How do you get more jacked in three weeks, four weeks? Man, I love Moose. I, I think eventually you you will see him as the uh, Impact World Heavyweight. Oh, champion. without a they're, they're, without a doubt, there's no way they don't resign. I, I feel like Impact they would be idiots if they don't. Because you can tell they definitely invested into it. Talk about MJF possibly being the title picture once this whole Kenny Omega Impact thing is done. Same thing with Moose. Once this Kenny Omega things out of the way, and Moose is going to be right in the main event picture right here. So who does it? Who 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 uh, brings the championship back to Impact? I don't know, man. If, we had the six finalists for Under Siege who are going to compete, become the number one contender. We got Moose, Chris Saban, Matt Cardona, Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, Sammy Callahan. Very proud of myself that I remember that without writing it down. All those men in these matches, I think, against Kenny Omega would be fantastic matches. Definitely Chris Saban against Kenny Omega, I think, is a match that could draw big money. Not name-wise, but in-ring match-wise, I think it would be fantastic. I would say Chris Bay. Chris Bay is a, is another one that's a former. Uh, it's going to be a future champion there. Absolutely. I I, it, for the I world title picture, I think he's still too young. Not there yet. Maybe. Trey Miguel is another one I'm a huge fan of. Sammy Callahan would tell that would tell a good story too. I just don't see Sammy Callahan being the one to take it back though, for whatever reason. I I don't know why. I just I just can't see that happening. I don't see any of these six men taking it back. I see. I see this always expand having a great match. I don't see him taking it back. I don't know. Again, I don't know how long this fucking thing is going to go on for, man. And I right. saw it on right because we. Just gonna say we we don't know what the agreement is. 
Yeah, I don't think anyone really knows um, outside of, you know, Tony Khan and Scott DeMore. DeMore, he's silent. Excuse me. As soon as I said that, I was like, who's DeMore? (laughs) No one knows, really. And, of course, Kenny Omega probably knows, too. Something I noticed on Dynamite, it just kind of like, huh. But I thought I was just being biased until Bully Ray said the same thing. Was it disrespectful to have that other guy wear the Impact Championship belts, not Kenny Omega? Wait, what do you mean? Kenny Omega sidekick, the Asian guy. I forgot his name. Like, he came out with the Impact belt around his waist when, it, Kenny, Omega, mm. when Kenny Omega's a champion. Shouldn't champions only be wearing belts around their waist? I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, when I... Uh, Bully Ray said it was very disrespectful. I, was like, oh, I, I didn't go that stream, but I'm like, yeah, I can see that. When I was managing Eric Jaden, when he uh, was the LAW World Heavyweight Champion, or even when he was a BWF World Heavyweight Champion, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be the one wearing it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would hold. I would hold it over my head. And I'd like, yeah, man, he's the champion. Like as I'm escorting him out, I mean, or, I'd, or I'd put the, the belt around him. It makes sense because he has three other belts, AAA, and now for some still reason they're carrying both TNA and Impact Championship belts. So you get one on each shoulder, one around the waist, but. To have a non-wrestler wear our champ- your other company's championship belt, Billy Ray felt it was very disrespectful. I I'm feel like, like to have anyone else wear a championship is disrespectful. I, yeah. Billy Ray's got a point. Yeah, Kenny Omega comes out with all these cheerleaders sweeping the floor for him because he's the cleaner. Can't like they carry the belts for him or have other people carry the belts for him? Yeah, they certainly need to wear them. Don Callis can carry it. Don yeah. Callis can pull the hall, pull, uh, pull the Paul Heyman. Yeah, and, you know, carry over that. This is the champion right here, Kenny Omega. Kenny, my God, Omega. Talking shit all the way down to the ramp. Two years ago, there was a very intriguing storyline on Raw. Was it Raw or SmackDown? I think it was Raw. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. They became friends, but none of us bought Alexa Bliss as her friend. We all kept waiting for her to turn on her. And, oh, it's coming. It's coming. She's turning on her. She's turning on her. She never turned on her. They They became fucking tag team champions. I'm getting the same vibe here from RK Bro. No, stop! I, I don't. I, I don't understand this team. Why? That's what I'm saying. Why is like, it? Do, you, do you think they'll get a run at the title picture, or do you think this is just when you're lying in wait, and a couple weeks from now he's gonna out of nowhere hit him with the RKO? Of course, of course, Randy's gonna. Hit yeah, him with we, we said that about Alexa Bliss two years ago too, and look what happened. That's what I'm worried about. Why? why don't why is Randy all of a sudden? A face? Don't do. Uh, I don't know. He's a, he's a boring face. Don't do it. Turn on him. Did, did I? I feel like I missed something. I feel like I, I, I had a bathroom break or took a week off and I missed something. Well, seriously, why is this happening? Don't know. Don't know, man. Don't Do know. not know. Flabbergasted. It I don't want to see no this. Sense. I don't want to see this. It makes no sense. I know Randy Orton, for some reason, I don't know who hit him on the head. He's very high on Matt Riddle. And he wanted to work with him post-WrestleMania. But I didn't expect to be tag team like this. Yeah, to be a tag team? Well, I don't get it. Sometimes, you know, creative, they, they just do these things that really doesn't make much sense. You know, if you're, if you're going to team them together, that's fine. You know, I'm, I, I think it's no secret I'm not a Matt Riddle fan. But, hey, you know, give me a reason why. Give me, give me a reason why you want to team them together. Create some sort of story. Don't just be like, all right, we're going to team now. What? Like, Randy Orton just came through from like months of, of a storyline with Bray Wyatt, where he was sick and sadistic bastard for what almost o- over a year, and now all of a sudden he's gonna be an RK bro. Get the fuck out of here! Stop. Makes no sense. And it got angry. In what might be one of my favorite weeks in television in the history of professional wrestling, Marcus. Whew, I'm so excited. I gotta calm down here. Not only did my man. Ginger Mahal make a return on main event. We finally, after months of anticipation, Marcus, we saw the return of evolution. Can't wait. Everybody's finally coming back. Man, I was so hyped. So hyped. Can't wait. One of my favorite divas of all time. Uh, Is it fucking getting hot in here? Or am I just thinking about that fucking video again? Can't wait. Welcome back, Eva Marie. And to those fucking marks who are complaining about WWE releasing X amount of talent last month, but yet they go out and re-sign Eva Marie? Please, 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 please just do your research before you say stupid shit. 
Mark just cut me off, and he said it himself. Ivory was quietly signed a couple months ago. She's been backstage at shows since WrestleMania, waiting for, I think even before WrestleMania, because the rumor was she was getting paired up with uh, Angel Garza. But she's back. She, she wasn't, they didn't release all these people, and then sign Eva Marie. She's been signed for months now. Yeah. <sighs> That's so bo- that was my biggest pet peeve of the week. Just shut up. Anyway, yeah, I mean, people need to stop. Like, listen, welcome back. Can't wait. Am and I an Eva Marie fan? No, I'm not. But, you know, I'll give credit where credit's due. I mean, she's a natural-born heel. And she's, like, she's doing her job. People are hating on this right away. Boom, she's doing her job. Yeah. This 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 good planning by WWE's part. They they know what they're doing. Yeah, we released a bunch of people that that are loved from WWE fans. All right, let's launch. They remember what happened. They remember all the heat that Eva Marie got from the fans. All right, cool. Next week, let's uh let's let's put that vignette up for Eva Marie's return. And just, I'm sure they're laughing their asses off good. reading Twitter. Yeah. And she was she was still trending number one. I'm not remember what high up in the trending topics the next day. Like two days. Is Eve is Eve Marie on the level of Charlotte Flair, Becky no. Lynch, Bianca no. Belair? No. Has she gotten a lot better in the ring on her last run? Yes. Has she been consistently trained to get better? Yes. Trish Stratus sucked. Trish Stratus was not a wrestler. She was not an in ring phenomenal talent. But she put the hard work into it, and look what happened to her. Not saying Eva Marie's next for Stratus. Please do not put words in my mouth. But give her a fucking chance. Give her a fucking yeah. chance. Let her show what you can, she can do. She wants to do this. She has a passion for it. She's put the work into it. She, remember Total Divas? She was training nonstop with um, the Brian Kendrick to get better in the ring. Right. So before you guys shit on this, let's see what she can do in the ring. See what the business has paid off. And give her some fucking time. So happy I mean, not for nothing. She's hated this much, right? And plus, she would have like more than two million people following her on Twitter. Probably, she's got a shit like Yeah, William Morris Endeavor signed her to a contract, and she's got she's not even really that talented. She's got, but she does have something to her that obviously it, that you know the, the people are attracted to. Yeah, other than her, but not for nothing. If she's hated this much, this is perfect. Right, she's the perfect heel. You know, have, have her get her like her one overs, blah blah blah. But then when she's in the ring, don't you want to see her get her ass kicked? You would hope so, right? Like that's that's the big payoff. That's wrestling, man. Come on now. People that's wrestling, man. That coach should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> Seriously, I probably should, right? That's yeah. wrestling, man. How many times can we say that? That's all the stuff I have for TV this week. I'm looking forward to these vignettes. For more for Eva Marie in the next coming weeks and more people getting pissed off just seeing her on their television. Hey, can I give a quick shout out to Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell? Oh, yeah, please. Winning, winning the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Good match. Kudos too. to Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae for finally winning a championship in uh, that's, NXT. That's fucking nuts. Right? It's still fucking nuts. How I, I read that. I'm like, what? I know. Good for her. Well, She's so good. She's great. And Indy, Hart- Indy Hartwell is very really impressive. Match, of all those four women in that match, Indy Hartwell is the least four women in that totem pole, but she held her own against these four women and uh, very impressive showing by uh, then. Index. Four, four, four of them really, really showed up. And, you know, they got a lot of TV time there. Did you see the report about the total amount of TV time for women matches? Yeah, all I, did, I, I did see that, yeah. Raw and SmackDown got the absolute least, NXT, and I think uh, AEW got the most. Raw is three fucking hours. Right. It's unbelievable. Do you feel like this was like a statement match, if you will? No. Because it, it did go – it was a pretty lengthy match. They, they had great action again. It was phenomenal. All women crushed it. Yep. Was this a statement to the rest? Like, hey, give us more time. Give the women more time around SmackDown. No, because I don't think Vince McMahon and the, the, his yes-men don't really pay attention to NXT. Remember, this is just Triple H's baby. And, yeah, AEW's ahead, but it was, I think AEW's only ahead by a couple of seconds. I think AEW and NXT are like right, probably, no. but to see what Raw's in last I think Raw's in last place it just made no yeah. sense Smackdown actually was in the last place but it goes back to the, how their main event rosters aren't that solid and just yeah give them give Divas a chance we're, we're back we're back to that again right we're yeah. right back to that again how, how, how did we get here why don't know don't you're know you're right I mean three hours of program you have the most talented crop of women Competing since God knows when, ever. Can we see Charlotte Flair and feud it, with somebody else? 
by just instead of just getting input into the title picture can we like see someone else feud with another remy oscar or something like can we get other feuds inside having a triple threat so many fucking triple threats again Ugh. can we just have some like rivalries between women that, that don't involve titles i want to see that in general yeah i'm sick and tired of you know just seeing it all about the strap you know back in the day i'm gonna date myself back in the day but back in the day, back back in the '90s in the Attitude Era, I remember when there were good rivalries all throughout the cards, right? And even with the championship matches, the championship was just like the icing on the cake. There was always some some sort of like some sort of story there, if you will, with you know Austin and, and The Rock and shit like that. Like there was always something else, and but yet, oh yes, this match was also for the WWE Championship. We're missing that. It's, it's only about the championship now. I don't know why. Is it laziness? I don't know. I think that's one of the reasons I like uh, Impact and NXT so much, because it's not all about the straps. It's actual rivalries that don't involve championships. Right. And I'm fine with it being about the championship every now and then. That's, that, that, that's when you just have, when it comes down to you, you have really good competitors. And uh, usually it comes down to like babyface versus babyface, uh, babyface versus babyface without anyone turning. Or maybe they will, and yeah, it's for the, it's for the strap. You know, I, that's fine. That, that happened every now and then, but for it to be about the strap every single week, that gets old. That gets really old. Give us something else, please. You're better than that. On that note, let's get into some go home thoughts, Marcus. We got for me this week. Well, well, putty the little dog laughed premiered while uh, I was in hiatus. Did pretty well. It's still out and about for your viewing pleasure. Uh, it's a limited release only, so it's going to be available only until May 16th. If you want to check it out, you can go to my Instagram, at Mark Schwan. The link is in the bio. Great. Congratulations. Uh, hair's doing good. Good job. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, me and uh, the wife, we watched it together. Uh, I, got, I got some good praise from my wife, so um, I'm feeling happy about that. Does she like watching your acting? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. She she always keeps it to me straight though too. Like she'll tell me if I, ah, uh, you know, you, I've seen you do better, or you, you could do better in this, blah blah blah. So like you know, she'll she'll keep it straight with me. I, I I always appreciate that. Speaking of things that are out, make sure you check out Eric Jaden's wrestling column, Wrestle Talk. You have questions, he has answers this week. You know, he's always he's always promoting this Wrestle Talk. It's a great column. Love reading what he posts. Definitely check it out. I think it's the Rockaway Times, but it's probably- yeah. The- but yeah, man, Eric does a good job with that. I love that column. Yeah, man. He, I never knew he was a writer. And uh, Who'd have thunk? He's pretty, yeah. So good for him. I, I, I dig his articles. He sends it to me uh, once it's out. I like this column last week better because it mentioned me, but they all can be winners. <laughs> so it's such an artist. This past week, Marcus, not only was it May the 4th and Revenge of the 5th, it was uh, National Teachers Week and Nurses Week. So big shout out to all those teachers and nurses out there, especially these fucking last year. Last year, man, oh. don't know how the guys are doing it. I know. These men and women are fucking I, saints. Trust me, I see my wife all the time. Like, she uh, She's a teacher, and it's been a tough one, man. It's been very tough. So mu- much respect to all the teachers and the nurses out there. And it's also Small Business Month. So props to all the small businesses out there. I am a small business owner now myself with local media. Our goal is to help small businesses and local brands with their social media presence. So, uh, you know, I have nothing but love for small businesses. So, shout out to all you guys. And we are recording the show Friday, May 7th. Happy birthday, Owen Hart. Oh, fuck Cheers. yes. Happy birthday, buddy. Here. One of the goats. Another one that never won a world championship. So, come on now. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's all I got, Marcus. I'm happy to see you back to your old ways. You found your smile. Good job. Had fun tonight. Yeah, I actually had a good time. Now I'm going to go wait, back. He's home. unsurprised. He's unsurprised. Hmm? Yeah, actually, I had fun tonight. Like, you sound fucking surprised. What a fucking dick. Really? Okay. You ruined it. We had a nice, we had a nice like, hour or so together. So for Marcus... And then, then... Oh, if you're an indie wrestler or know an indie wrestler who wants to be interviewed by Marcus Schwann, please hit us up at inbox at Yes. Right. Yeah, please. Can't wait. I can't wait to the next interview. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I, I'm ready to open up the books again and, and start taking some wrestlers. So, I get the show is from the fans to the fans. So we want to hear who you want to hear. 
That's exactly. how we, that's how we interviewed um, Sammy Guevara because he's he was mainly on the West Coast, and someone hit us up like you should definitely check out Sammy Guevara. So Green Man reached out, interviewed Sammy Guevara before he hit it big, and now we're just waiting for the next Sammy Guevara. So like again, if we, if you know somebody in Texas, California, the fucking Chicago, Miami, who is a big star that we don't know about. Let us know, inbox at shutterwrestling.com, and we can definitely do some research on them and get them on the show. I'll interview anyone, man. Except me, apparently, right? Dick. It's your fucking show. Watch, watch, watch your fucking mouth. Interview myself. Watch your mouth. Again, happy, oh. happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. For Marcus Schwann, I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>